chapter seven of prince or chauffeur a story of newport by lawrence perry this librivox recording is in the public domain miss wellington crosses swords with a diplomat as koltsoff who had been summoned to the telephone returned to the morning-room of the wellington house he looked about him with a triumphant gleam in his eye he loved the part he was playing in newport a part by the way which he had played not always ineptly in other quarters of the world he loved mystery and like many russians the fact that he was a part the centre of any project of international emprise questionable or otherwise was to him the very breath of life innuendo political intrigue diplomatic tergiversation in all these he was a master nor did he neglect the colour the atmosphere here was his weakness vague hints a significant smile here a shrug there a lifting of the brows all temptations too great for him to resist had at times the effect of setting his effectiveness in certain ventures partially if not completely at naught temperamental proclivities are better for their absence among the component elements of a diplomat's mental equipment he had now in contemplation a genuine affaire du coeur thus far everything had gone well he sighed the sigh of perfect self-adjustment sign of a mind agreeably filled and stretching out his legs picked up a volume of bourget he fingered the pages idly for a few minutes and then laid it aside and half closed his eyes nodding and smiling placidly he sat thus when anne wellington entered rays of sunlight flooding through the windows glorified the girl made her radiant as a spirit and the prince who if genuine in few things was at least a true worshipper of beauty was exalted he arose bowed slightly and then advanced with wonderful charm of manner my dear miss wellington he murmured you come as the morning came so fresh and so beautiful how polite of you smiled the girl if our men were so facile she opened one of the french windows and stepped out on the veranda looking over the restless waters to the yellow-green narragansett hills so facile asked colson following so facile in their compliments i'm afraid we should grow to be unbearable she paused and smiled brightly at the prince and yet women of your country are not so at least those whom i have met that replied the russian turning his eyes full upon hers is because we are discriminating if as you say facile anne flushed and laughed and then dropped lightly into a big wicker chair conscious that koltsov had not withdrawn his gaze she leaned forward and flicked her skirts over her ankles nervously pulled a stray wisp of hair from her neck then she slowly met the eyes of the man standing at her side and propounded an inquiry having to do with nothing less banal than his views of america thus far prince koltsov tossed his head and thus threw off the question this amused the girl really she said don't you find a remarkable resemblance between newport and the isle of wight 
at least pray sit down won't you i have found them very like prince koltsov seated himself daintily in a chair at her side and his face lit under the influence of a triumphant thought you speak of the isle of wight miss wellington neglecting one great point of difference newport possesses you they are therefore to me totally different he waved one hand slightly and drew his cigarette-case from his pocket with the other glancing at the girl oh certainly she said please smoke but the difference pursued koltsov don't you think it remarkable that it should be so apparent to me do you know she said glancing down at the toes of her slippers i am not sufficiently inter she stopped abruptly and shrugged her shoulders oh let us be impersonal prince koltsov it is so much nicer the prince frowned but please he said i wish to be personal am i at fault if i find you interesting character is one of my most absorbing studies i am rather scientific i see sometimes in persons more than others see who are not so observing or scientific as you please he lit his cigarette in you for instance miss wellington caught off her guard started the flash of a smile crossed kolsoff's face his inclination to show off to reveal his cleverness triumphed over his small supply of tact i for instance what do you mean prince koltsov why this morning at your church as hidden depths of character revealed themselves the prince raised his eyes that billet shall we say billet doux he raised his shoulders and let them fall slowly women ah most interesting for a moment anne maintained her expression of mild inquiry but within she was mentally perturbed irritation succeeded and she resolved to punish him for his insolence even at the risk of indiscretion you see many things do you not she said mockingly yes he agreed following her lead i see very very many things it is a faculty it has been most useful i should not flatter myself that i alone possess that faculty prince koltsov if i were you she leaned forward her chin upon her hand and gazed thoughtfully seaward i also am not sightless she leaned back in her chair languidly and watched the prince's change of expression with open amusement so you have found it worth while to observe me i am quite flattered his impression that she had discharged a random shot grew with his words and soon became conviction i thank you anne laughed you are quite welcome to all you received in the way of my interest in you it is only fair however to suggest that we do not always obtain information concerning our friends you for instance she mimicked him perfectly through general observation some things may obtrude themselves don't you know in the most what was your word oh yes scientific the most unscientific manner the prince looked at her intently you are speaking in innuendo miss wellington he replied his tone was low and rapid i am speaking quite truthfully prince koltsov she said with an inflection of emphasis how could i doubt that he bowed that is why i am certain that you will be more explicit 
there you really don't insist do you he saw a malicious light in her eyes my dear miss wellington most assuredly i do insist i i beg your pardon i do more i demand certainly it is my right and was all mischief now very well then i am able to inform you that you were in newport in cog several days before you came to us do you conceive my right to call this to your attention in view of the fact that you told us you had just arrived from washington prince koltsov as though absorbing her meaning sat motionless gazing at her steadily then he leaned forward and placed his hand on hers for a moment miss wellington you have done well i pride myself on some diplomatic experience you have negotiated your coup in a manner worthy of a de Stahl. you would adorn the service i wonder if you realize the possibilities of your future in an international sphere to you i have no fear of talking listen then unconsciously the girl bent toward him i am a diplomat he continued there are things which he lifted his brows newport the french ambassador is here the german ambassador is at narragansett pier and i who knows where i am and why but some day he drew a long breath rest content now miss wellington that i am progressing toward the gratitude of my government you shall hear more of course he waved his hand i have spoken for your ear of course said miss wellington calmly but inwardly curious nevertheless should you care to walk to the stables he nodded and then walking beside her he continued impulsively i am not a soldier miss wellington but all victories are not won on the battlefields the art one of the arts of diplomacy is to bring on war if war must be when you are ready and your adversaries are not there are other functions let it be so i but observe that one may wield things other than the sword and better than the sword to serve one's country i quite believe you there was enthusiasm in her voice you may never expect the glory of the soldier and yet how glorious the work must be the matching of wits instead of guns and then you have the opportunity of winning the victories of peace of which the world seldom hears interpolated the prince but that makes it finer she said have we any real diplomats who oh i don't know make themselves felt in the inner circle of things men that we that the country does not know of who are doing the the things you are the prince smiled i don't know really you have the new diplomacy which is shouting what other people whisper or keep to themselves and le gros jordan the laughable big stick it amuses us more than it impresses i assure you he regarded the girl closely and she smiled questioningly you do not flush you are not irritated he asked why should i be what do you mean i was speaking lightly of your country oh were you i did not notice i fear i am used to that having spent much time in europe the prince looked at her curiously she coloured no she said i do not go in strongly for the furor americanus if that is what you mean so your country must look to its bourgeois for its jones of arc but then your men are ungallantly self-sufficient in russia the prince shrugged his shoulders we send women to siberia 
or decorate them with the order of st catherine you actually shame me prince koltsov we are different here even our suffragettes would by no means allow devotion to their cause to carry them to jail and as for influencing statesmen or setting their plans at naught she shook her head why i do not even know who they are they are not in our set laughing really we are pretty much butterflies from your from any viewpoint aren't we but after all why ah why he turned to her suddenly do you love your country miss wellington what an absurd question of course i do easily answered replied the prince but think a moment i said love that love which inspired your women to send their sons and husbands to die for their country in your civil war the love that exalted charlotte corday have you breathed the quicker when you saw your flag in foreign lands he looked at her strangely would you loathe the man you loved if you learnt he had injured your country think miss wellington your fervour renders it quite impossible for me to think if it will satisfy you i will say i don't believe i begin to know what patriotism is yet i would not have you think i am altogether shallow sir clarence pembroke has praised my grasp of british affairs i've always regarded that as quite a compliment you have reason you know we know that the american woman who would move in the tense affairs of the world must find her opportunity in europe it does not exist here and never can exist in a republic i imagine said the girl at least in a republic constituted as ours is no surely not by the by who is your secretary of the navy your attorney-general help cried the girl in mock despair really prince koltsov i must ask you to consider your demonstration of my unfitness to even consider myself an american complete further humiliation is unnecessary at least i suppose i should feel humiliated but somehow i'm not that's the pitiable part of it and yet miss wellington have you ever considered what would lie before you with your pardon me your beauty and your wit in europe no i never have said anne not quite truthfully please prince koltsov let us change the subject End of chapter seven